Mark eleven twenty three, um, and if you help me preach, it's going to be uh, probably in about 25 minutes. Um, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say, somebody say say, until this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he, let's read that together. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh neighbor, if you're going to say it, say it with your chest. Yeah. If you are going to say it, say it with your chest. You know, this culture now is turning my God into something passive. If you don't watch it, this culture almost makes God out to be a passive God. It's almost as if like God doesn't have anything to say about any of the issues that's going on. Like he, he doesn't have a stance. He don't have anything to say. God is just all love. And it's not that they're wrong when we say that God is love. It's just that we're not um, fully complete. It's an incomplete statement to say he's love because he is love, but he's also more things than that. Can I get an amen with that? So, yes, he is love, but we've made God to only be this big ball of cloud that just says I'm soft, I'm mushy. And so it almost makes him out to look like he's passive. But the God that I serve is not passive. The God that I serve is actually the opposite of passive. If, any, if anything, he knows how to make his voice known. When Moses was going to tell Pharaoh to let my people go, Moses looked at God and said, hey, God, who am I going to say sent me? He says, say I am. That I am. That sounds like somebody who said it with his chest, because if he would have said it one time, that was him just saying it. I am. No, no, no. He said it with his chest. Tell them that I am that I am. What am I? Whatever I need to be, whatever I choose to be, whatever I decide to be, whatever you need me to be, wherever you're lacking in life, wherever there's a drought, wherever there's a season where you feel like there is no God, that's when I show up to be God. When you have a situation that looks dry, I'll wet it up. When you have a situation that looks empty, I'll fill it up. When you have a situation that looks barren, I'll make sure I put a baby in you. Because I am anything and everything that I need to be. God even said it with his chest. God looked at the darkness and he looked at the darkness and says, darkness, you've been there too long. Let there be light. And when he said, let there be light, he looked into the darkness and expected to see exactly what he said. God is not passive. He'll look at your dark situation and he'll give you a word that will awaken something in that season. He'll look into your mind. He'll look into your heart. He'll look into your dead baby. He'll look into that dead marriage and he'll give you a word that will speak to you and he'll wake that thing up. God is not passive. If anything, our God is the strongest force ever. He was the only one that was able to speak to Pharaoh and say, hey, let my people go. Then speak to Pharaoh and say, I'm going to harden your heart because I want to show you just how powerful I am. God is not passive. Anything, 
God is more than just love. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That don't sound like passiveness. He didn't even give room for no one else. He says, no, you don't even come to me unless you go through this. I am the way. I am the truth. And let me tell you something. Growing up in a predominantly black house, um, you learn very quickly the truth will reside in that home. Oh, oh, if you grew up like I grew up, you don't go and ask somebody, Did I, does this look good on me? <laughs> you better be careful if you ask that question because in the household that we were growing up in they'll be like nah that don't look good on you right there bro because the truth sometimes hurts look at your neighbor and say can you handle the truth because I am convinced most of us don't handle the truth well sometimes we ask questions and we want people to lie to us in a loving way Lie to me, baby. Lie to me. Lie to me. Lie to me. Tell me I did not put eight pounds on when I went to Punta Cana. Tell me I did not put eight pounds on. Don't lie to me. I did. I put on eight pounds because I ate everything they put in front of me and I did it unapologetically. So you're going to get all these extra eight pounds today and next week, maybe, you know, by next Sunday, you might see four of them come off. Praise the Lord. But look at your name and say the truth hurts. So God is not only love, but he's also the way and he is the truth. And what happens is we forget that God is the truth. He's not a truth. (laughs) So you can't get mad at me when you tell me your truth. And I turn around and tell you the truth. Because God is the truth. God is the life. But if you don't watch it, what will happen is we will stop hearing what God is saying about our lives and our stories. And and then we'll just start becoming passive because we have this passive um, view of God. And if they make our God passive, then that makes the followers of God passive. I don't know about you, but there is nothing passive about me. I can't speak for you. But if something's wrong, I'm going to talk about it. Oh, y'all not going to hear me. I can't speak for you. But if something's going on, I will have two feet and stand up. I'm wearing 14s. I better be able to stand on two. Come on, somebody. Do I have any men in here that knows that if somebody comes into your home, you're going to be able to stand on them too. I don't care if you 5'2". You're going to stand up like you 7'4", because this is my house. Has nothing to do with how tall, how big, how strong. It has everything to do with who you are. And when you know who you are, you're going to have a voice. I found some of the biggest rappers to be the smallest people, but they got the biggest voice. When they said Lil Wayne is Lil, he Lil. He Lil Lil Lil. But he got the biggest voice. You will hear that voice and think that boy is 6'0". Somebody called that. But let me go right here. The, the, the thing is, the thing is, is that what I'm trying to say to you right now is that, is that God is not passive. Therefore, if he's not passive, his followers cannot be passive. God didn't create you to be passive. You know what created you to be passive? The hurt. The trauma. The pain. Growing up in that house. 
having people to, to silence you and to tell you that your voice didn't matter, telling you to shut up, telling you that you'll never be nothing, gaslighting you. All those type of things took away your voice. That trauma that happened when you was young, that you didn't even have the opportunity to speak up for yourself. Somebody taking advantage of you. Those are the things that take your voice. And if you don't watch it, you'll, you'll go through so much in the past that you'll lose your voice and you won't even have a voice to use in the kingdom. Your ex cannot take everything from you. Don't. They took the house, okay? They took the car, okay? They took your everything else. Don't let them take your voice. Because you're going to need your voice for your next relationship. Uh Uh-oh. Your last job. I know it was bad, but don't let them take your voice because you're going to need your voice for your next. Somebody say, I need my voice for where God is taking me. Therefore, I refuse to let the enemy have my voice. You can have my possessions, but you can't have my voice. You can have the things that I've acquired. I can get those back, but you will not take my voice. You can take my job. You can't take my voice. Do I have any fighters in the room? And so, because this is true... This leads me to my first point. My first point is that faith is confident. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, faith is confident. I don't know about this passive faith. I don't know about it. I don't know. Like, I've never seen passive faith. And if you can show it to me, I will stand out there and wait for it. But every time I saw faith at work, it seemed, looked confident faith has a walk faith has a talk faith has a sound faith has a swag faith has something that's just it's a, it's an aura you know you are in the presence of faith you know that you have encountered faith because faith is confident and when i tell you the enemy wants to steal your confidence that's what he's after right now he wants to steal your confidence I, i'm reminded even of a story i didn't say this in first service but i'm reminded when when they were going into the land to spy out the land i want you to notice that god had already promised them the land he already said the land is yours and it's flowing with milk and honey it's yours it's yours it's flowing with milk and honey but when they got there somebody say when they got there they said to themselves we are grasshoppers compared to them giants over there you see there was no confidence in them so therefore they did not get the land because they didn't see themselves as worthy enough to possess the land they forgot what god had already said they said to themselves which tells me that their voice was louder than god's voice And sometimes your doubt is even louder than what God has already spoken over your life. And today I want to wake you up. I want to make sure that you're not speaking negativity in your life. That you're not speaking um, damnation into your life. That you're not speaking something negative over your life. God has already spoken. The land is yours. Now, I don't know what your land is. Some of your land is prosperity. Some of your land is a new house. Some of your land is a podcast. Some of your land is going after a new job. Some of your land is writing a book. Some of your land is just getting all your children saved. Whatever that land is, God says, I already spoke that you can have it, but I need for you to see yourself in the land. Can we take five seconds and just envision ourselves in the land? 
Can you envision yourself possessing the land? Sometimes I look at cars and I'll be like, yep, it's on the way. <laughs> I look at houses and be like, yep, coming my way. Because you got to see it first. But let me tell you what stops you from seeing it. Low self-esteem. Thinking that you don't belong. Thinking that it's too much for you. Thinking that you're not good enough. See, the enemy wants to steal your confidence. You thought it was just a breakup. It wasn't just a breakup. The devil wanted to make you feel you're unworthy. No one wants you. Something's wrong with you. You're talking to somebody who's been divorced twice. I know what I'm talking about when I say that. Make you feel like you're not even a good person anymore. You're not even a good man in fear of what others will say about you. I'm telling you, the devil tried to steal my confidence. Tried to make me feel like I wasn't a good provider. Like I wasn't a good man. Well, the devil lied. He didn't steal that from me. I'll sit up here and tell you that I had two wives, but God blessed me with the one I'm supposed to be with. Doggone it. If I had to go three rounds to get it, I had to go three rounds to get it. What you won't take from me is my confidence. You will not take me. Woo! Do I have anybody in here that said I've been through hell and high water, but I still got my confidence? Woo! I don't care if they broke your heart. Let them break your heart. God will give you a new one. Create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. But what you will not take is my confidence. Woo! My God. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. The NIV version says it like this. Now faith is confidence. Woo. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. It's assurance in the things that we cannot see. We're not waiting to get it before we say it. We're saying it before we ever get it. Woo. We are not waiting woo, for us to get it before we say it. I'm talking about you got to go into the enemy's camp and start talking. I see myself this. I see my house like that. I see my husband like this. I see my wife like that. And you single. You got an apartment. It don't matter. I'm living in the apartment as, and I'm dreaming about the house. I am already there mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I see it. You can't take my vision. You can't take my confidence. Woo! If I'm going to be down, I'm going to be down. But while I'm down, my mind all the way up. <laughs> oh, and people hate that. Ladies, I'm gonna, I, I, I got y'all. I got y'all. Y'all can go ahead and cut this clip out and send it. But let me tell you, ladies will break up, and, and it's a bad breakup. But I don't know, the, the glow up that comes after them seven days of crying. Oh, Lord. And everybody know when you're following because it, it's seven days they go silent. Seven days they go silent. It's a week. They, you you got to give them a week. You got to give them a week to, to cry. To, to, oh, they, they crying, they crying, they crying. But on that seventh day, whoo, they go visit the beautician. If it was long, it gets short. If it was short, it gets long. I don't know what happens, 
but they glow up after the breakup. Because what they're trying to say is, you're missing out on a good thing and you're not going to take my confidence. Well, well, well. Faith is saying it first and expecting to see it later. But watch this. The problem is so many of us are too afraid to say it on the front end. Because if I say it on the front end, all the spectators now heard me say it. And if they heard me say it, now they're going to hold me to it. So sometimes we will try to have this introverted faith. (laughs) We try to have this down low faith. This secret closet faith. Like, I'm just going to keep it in the house. I'm not going to tell nobody. And then we say it like this, because I don't want the haters to know. Sometimes you got to let them know. Oh, this is where I'm going. And guess what? Some of them people in your family... Because they don't want nobody to have the big house with the three-car garage. (laughs) I see myself in it. Now, y'all can come with me if you want to. But if you choose to stay here, I'm not going to look down on you. That's your level of faith. I see myself there. So, so, so most people are scared to do that. Now watch this. This is testimony because y'all, y'all know I'm building a house. And, and, and so February, I told y'all that's what was happening. And Kayla and I are building a house now. And so she doesn't join into the whole party of it all. And so, um, I'll never forget. They called me with some pretty bad news. Um, without giving all my business away, let's just, just take my word for it. It was bad. Whoever was adding didn't add right. <laughs> and so I knew God told me that's the house to build, build it the way I'm supposed to build it. I knew that that was God. That was God. I saw myself in it. I was like, yeah, that's God. But the devil was trying to tell me that ain't going to be your house. I told the devil, you lie. <laughs> I don't know what got to happen, but something's going to happen. So I'm on this phone call. If I can be very transparent with you, I didn't like this phone call. This phone call was basically telling me that some numbers were off and that I had to either bring a significant amount of money to closing and or my income had to go up. Well, my income didn't go up. So I had to get this money elsewhere. Somebody say elsewhere. <laughs> Whoo, my Jesus. And they on the phone. They just, they just like, yeah. And it was a decision that I had to make that day. Okay? So, I had to go back to what I had already heard. Faith comes by and hearing the Okay, so I remember Pastor Eben talking about a situation where he needed faith financially. And it started with Apostle Hilliard. Apostle Hilliard had a beat up car, basically needed a car before he went to church on Sunday. Y'all know the story, but I'm going to keep saying it. So, he goes to the dealership they give him a Buick, but they like, okay, we need the money, son. He's like, uh, give it to me for the weekend. I'll have your money back Monday. And he stuck his hand out. <laughs> and the man shook his hand and said, okay. And then that Monday he had the money. Am I right about it? Okay. So I heard Pastor Evan talk about that with these windows that y'all see every day. Uh, he had $100,000 to pay to this, this lady. And so he's sitting there with her. He's like, give me seven days and I'll have your money. Stuck out his hand. 
And so the lady shook it, and then the money came. So now I'm on the phone. <laughs> and they like, you got to have the money, and you gotta, we got to know today on what we're going to do. Time is ticking. I didn't have time to call Pastor Evan in that moment. I didn't have time to call my mom and my dad. I didn't have time to call Waikita and say, hey, what you think I should do? I had no time to do anything. I had to make a decision and I had to make it right now. So I leaned on what I already heard. And I said, I'll have it. Y'all, I'm in my house by myself and I'm acting like the person is standing there with, I'm, I'll have it. Okay, sir, I'll send you the docu-signs. Woo! Woo! Jesus. Woo! Akita, they sent me them docu-signs and I started clicking, you know, click, 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 click. Finish. Woo! I'm out here on, in that water. I'm out here in that water. Talking about faith walker. That was a real faith walker. Yeah, yeah, I'm out here in this water. Well, I, I, I love, I love to, 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 to say to you today that we believed and we got it. What am I trying to say? This word that's being preached is not just a word to entertain you from Sunday to Sunday to Sunday. This is not a club that we're going to. This is a place where God's word is spirit and it is life. If it worked for Apostle and it worked for Pastor Evan and doggone it, it had to work for me. And if it worked for me, I'm telling you this morning, it'll work for you. But you got to open up your mouth and say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. Some of y'all need to go right now and start sticking your hand out just like. That's my pose from now on. I don't even shake hands like that. I'm, over, I'm dapping you up. Now we're going to do this right here in business. Say it with your chest. Because here's the thing. If you don't say it publicly, that's proof that you're not confident. I'm going to say it again. If you can't say it publicly, it's proof you're not confident. You keeping that inside just in case. I don't have a just in case faith, in, faith anymore. And you don't need a just in case faith anymore. You don't need a plan B faith anymore. It's plan A only. 15 of y'all got it. <laughs> it's plan A only. It's plan A only. Somebody came to church just to hear that right there. It's plan A only. I don't have to be confused about which one to pick. It's plan A only. I'm talking about it's plan A. It's the best. I refuse to settle. If my pastor ain't settling, if I'm not settling. If God ain't settling, we ain't settling. God is taking all of us up to the next level. But if we gonna go, we gotta say it. Let word of truth be the only church that will speak it until we see it. Let every parking lot be, whew, beautiful. Let every time we go home, we're pulling up to what we dreamed of. But not only the material things, when we come here, that we're believing for souls to be in here. And that we're believing for them to be saved. That they're going to be healed. That they're going to be delivered. 
Because faith is confident. Watch this. Watch this. Faith is so confident that it made Jesus stand on the outside of an empty tomb or on the outside of a tomb with a dead man in it. Lazarus was in there leaking all kind of fluids and just smelling nasty and stinky. That's one thing I can't stand is just stink. When something stank, it just bothered me. That would have been one miracle. It would have been hard for me to be around. I'd have been like, all right, Jesus, you can have that one right there, die. I'd have been one of the disciples like, y'all go ahead and deal with that one. I'm going to stay over here. That stank too much. But, but Jesus wasn't afraid of the things that stunk. <laughs> and see, some of your life right now, you know it's stinky. And you know it's messed up. And you know it smells bad. And where everyone else will be like that and walk away from you, I don't want to be too close because you know it's cancel culture. And when you want to lose friends fast, <laughs> get put on blast. <laughs> oh, you want to lose friends? Be exposed. You'll see who really got your back. If you want to see who really got your back, don't do it when everything's up. Look around who's still stuck there with you when your wife left you. Whoa! My God. He stands on the outside of the tomb and he confidently speaks and says, come forth. I need for y'all to really see the gravity of this situation. He's speaking to something dead and expecting the dead thing to hear him. Not just come to life. Check it out. <laughs> Not just come to life because he can hear if he was alive. You got me? No, he speaks to the thing that don't even have a heartbeat and says, but your ears are still working. See, when you are alive, I can hear. I, I know I can hear now because my heart beating. I'm conscious. I got you. No, he spoke to dead things and says, I know you hear me. That's how confident faith is. He speaks to dead things and says, right now, if you couldn't hear, the, for the fact that my voice just penetrated your ears caused you to hear. And that which was dead came to life. Faith is confident. Now, the, the second part of this is faith is confrontational. Oh, all my type A people love this one. <laughs> I ain't got to preach that much to the, to the type A people. Type A people are like, amen, amen. That's your justification card right there. Oh, yes, it is. But to the rest of you who deal with flight, freeze, and fawn, those who don't know what that is, it's a response to the conflict. Some of us fight. We don't mind fighting. But some of us, when conflict arises, we would much rather go the opposite way. Conflict comes up, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Y'all seen that SpongeBob little me? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Flight, or some of us see conflict and we just freeze. We become paralyzed, don't know where to go, don't know where to move. All these triggers and stuff happens to us. Or some of us deal with fun. Uh, my wife was talking to me. She was like, baby, it's fun. I was like, fun, fun. F-A-W-N. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Teach me something, baby. Teach me. But, but, but what that does is it's like you start to agree with your oppressor so much. You, you become almost so passive. 
That anything they say, then you just go along with it because you just want to keep the peace. I come to tell word of truth, second service. God did not call you to keep the peace. He wants you to turn it upside down. If it don't look like what God said, turn it upside down. If your list don't look like what God says, rip it up. What God is saying is stop being the person that's always being passive. Faith is confrontational. Now, I want you to watch this very quickly, especially my Bible scholars. Think about this. When the tempest arose, Jesus went to the tempest. He spoke peace, but he did not speak peace peaceably. Some of y'all got it. I think right when we hear the word peace, we automatically think calm, soft. Like he went to the wind and said, be still. That's not my Jesus. That might be your Jesus in your mind. That's your perspective and your perception of him. No, Jesus spoke to him and said, peace, be still. Now he spoke peace to the storm, but he did not speak it peaceably. And what I'm trying to tell somebody is peace will be your portion. But when you say it, you're going to have to say it. And you can't be afraid to say it with your chest. You got to learn how to look at stuff and say, this don't look like God. This don't sound like God. God did not cause me to live like this. God, I can't be in a blessed house living like this. No, if the blessing maketh rich and addeth no sorrow, why am I crying? Why am I depressed? Why am I down? No, I'm going to speak to the storm and I'm going to make sure the storm hear me. So faith is confrontational. Now, as I quickly close this, in Daniel 3, we see the Hebrew boys And we see that King Nebuchadnezzar has created this statue. He says, hey, I want everybody to to drop it down low when the beat drop. (laughs) He said, when the beat drop, I want you to get low, get low, get low, get low. When the beat drop, get low, get low. When the beat drop, get low, get low. When the beat drop, get low, get low. That's what he said. He said, I want you to bow down when the music plays. And so everybody, no matter what their culture, their creed, wherever their background was, male and female, it didn't even matter. When the, when the beat dropped, everybody got down except three. <laughs> and three was posted up like this. Nah, bro, we can't do that. And what I'm trying to get some of y'all to see is God didn't call you to drop it down low. He called you, (laughs) for more ways than one, right? (laughs) He called you to stand on your two. And they understood that when they stood on their two, this was the beginning of some trouble. But they didn't worry about the trouble. They just stood on their two. See, I wear a size 14. My feet too big to be out here tripping. (laughs) I better be able to stand on my two. Well, let me tell you, you have too much God in you to be tripping. God is calling you this morning to stand on your two. And so as they're standing on their two, King Nebuchadnezzar 
gets met with these astrologers and these astrologers come to him and say, hey, there are these men that are defying your word. They're defying you. And they, they tattletale. So, so, so basically he said, okay, bring them here. So he gives them one more chance to bow down. I want you to watch what these boys said. Woo! Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, which another word for that is said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you. Stop right there. These brothers are talking to a king. <laughs> they talking to the king. We don't need to defend ourselves before you. Watch this confrontation. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. Does that sound like they're confident? Does it sound like they're being confrontational? All right, let's keep on going. He says, okay, I know he's able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. Stop right there. These my boys right here because they being nice nasty. Oh, he will rescue us from your power, your majesty. <laughs> Since you want all this praise and glory. But watch verse 18. But even if he doesn't, woo! Do y'all hear the fighting words? Even if he doesn't, watch what he says. We want to make it clear to you, your majesty. <laughs> Boy, I love these boys right here. These are my boys right here. We want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you have set up. Say faith is confrontational. And the problem right now is many of us have lost our voice, but I believe this morning you're going to get your voice back. Amen. Amen. So in closing, let's all stand right now. I told y'all that was going to be quick. <laughs> but some of you may say, Pastor Polo, how do I get my voice back? How do I get it back? The first thing you got to do is you got to stand up and speak up. That just takes courage. You got to be the first one to stand up and speak up. And let me tell you something. Sometimes you're going to stand up and speak up and you may be scared on the inside. That's the truth. You may encounter some fear. You may be shaky when you're standing there. I know when, um, when they was asking me for that money, I was shaking. But I did it afraid. I did it while I was being scared. And somewhere in there, while I was afraid, faith started to rise. And I put myself in a position that only God can save me. <laughs> now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. But the reality is, I got to fall in order to see if he's able. We keep talking about the ability of God, but let me tell you something. Faith says that God can. We all believe at some point that he can. But my brother, sometimes what God is trying to show us is that trust is saying that he will. 
It's one thing to say that he can. But it's another thing to say he will. And I didn't say this the last service, but I'm going to say it to you. But there's one more level beyond he will. And that level is even if he doesn't. My allegiance is not predicated upon the, the, the response. The, my allegiance is not predicated upon the outcome. I'm coming in telling you, I know you can. I believe you will. But even if you don't, I'm still going to say it. I'm still going to say it with my chest. It's hitting me different right now because I realize I live this word. I always knew he could. I always believed that he would. But I remember being broken down in my house, put in the fireplace on, fighting depression with everything within me. And I'll never forget, something came out of my mouth and says, but even if, even if you don't do it, you're still good. You're still powerful. You're still great. A couple, couple weeks ago, we sung a song and that thing came out of my spirit. I said, it is well. With my soul. Can we just lift our hands right now? Because sometimes we don't want to say it with our chest because we're not certain if he's going to do it or not. But I believe that when you walk out of here today, you're going to be able to say, God, even if you don't, I will still say it. With my chest. Because I know you're sovereign. If you don't give it to me, you know what's best. If you don't answer that prayer, you know why you didn't do it. And I trust your decision. I trust you. Can we just take 30 seconds and just sit in that for just one moment? Thou hast taught me to say it is well, it is well with my soul. Ooh. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now, God, that you allow faith to arise in this place, that God, you allow every individual in here to find their voice. Because God, there are some mountains that they're gonna to have to speak to. But God, allow them to know that the mountain is not bigger than the one that's within them. For greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I praise you, God, right now that you are allowing people to know that you will never leave them and never forsake them.
If there's anybody in here right now that wants to give their life to Christ,